So I, I was thinking I've been in church for 44 years. Every service available, I've been in, this church, in a church somewhere that sang the hymns. And I've sang, How Great Thou Art, since I was a little kid. It is well with my soul, haven of rest. The songs we sang this morning, and they never get old. I don't know why we need to go and try to find something new. Water down the, the songs that we sing, change the music that we sing. This is powerful. This is the Word of God. That's why it's powerful. Praise the Lord for hymns. And we'll never change. We'll never change. Take your Bible, turn to Psalms 105. 105. Title of the message this morning, Make Known His Deeds. I, I, I read this passage and was challenged by a few things in it. I, wanna, I want, want us to look at four points that uh, as Christians, we make known His deeds. We do these things. We sing. We're going to see this in each one of these verses. In, in a verse, each, each one has a verse. Glory. We seek and we remember. I want to look at that this morning. Is this our life? Verse 1 says, O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength, seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O ye seed of Abraham His servant, ye children of Jacob His chosen, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. A powerful passage this morning. I want to look at singing glory in the name of the in His holy name, seeking the Lord and remembering His marvelous works. We have so much to sing about this morning. Let's pray, Father. Thank you, thank you for the music we sing, Father, for Your shed blood. We just sing that You sent Your Son to die, and how we can scarce take it in. Lord, we don't understand, but by faith we know it to be true. Your love is unconditional, and you are worthy of all praise. Guide us this morning, Lord, as we take these few minutes and look in your word. Speak to each one, Father, that we would be challenged, convicted, Lord, if there's bitterness or anger or discontent in our hearts, but Lord, challenged to serve you in a greater way. Christ's name we pray, amen. We sing before Sunday school this song, I'm happy in the service of the King. And I didn't know that's what I was going to pick this morning. That was just what I found right before Sunday school. And it's been on my mind since then. Are we happy in the service of the King? If so, we can sing those songs and they can bring a thrill to our soul. What ought to make the hair stand up on your neck? To think about what God has done for us. The creator of the universe sent his son to die for you. That should never get old. If it can, 
if it can't at least elicit a little emotion, you need to ask the Lord why. He says in this psalm, O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. I want to give thanks unto the Lord this morning. That's what I want to do in this message. The first thing he says is, sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. I was thinking about that. This doesn't come naturally. Your flesh doesn't sing praise unto the Lord. It comes when there's light in your soul. When you have a relationship with God. When you commune with Him upon your bed. The Bible says when you meditate upon His Word, you have a song in your heart. Those that, those that are always singing, the world looks at you like you're weird. What's wrong with you? When my parents' house burned down and the neighbors came and they were smiling, they said, what's wrong with you? Why do you, why do you have a smile on your face? We would be devastated. We would be crying. We would be distraught. But the joy is not in the things of this life. And that's where we have something that the world does not have. That's why we can sing through the trials. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Go with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Very familiar passage. We're going to read verse 6 through 8. It says, Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. You know what? If you're stressed and worried, you're not going to sing. If I'm sitting there wringing my hands over whatever's going to come next week, how am I going to pay this bill? There's no song on my heart. I'm not praising the Lord. I'm sitting there and I'm worried about myself. I'm, I'm self-focused. I'm, I'm just sitting there dwelling on my problems. What I see is my problems. Be careful for nothing, it says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When there's peace, you'll start whistling, humming a tune. There's a song on your heart when there's peace. You start thinking about what all God has done for you. And you can sing, How great thou art. You can sing, It is well with my soul. You can sing the song, I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love. That's when there's peace in my heart. Boy, when I'm not turning everything over to the Lord, I'm stressing over things, there's not going to be a song. Verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, and I always want to keep these three verses together. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. First of all, cast your care on the Lord. He knows all about it. Nothing has ever caught Him by surprise. Not one time and never will. Just consider that. I was talking to Tom, Tommy Palmer yesterday, and this summer they had a car accident, rolled the pickup. Boy, that came as a surprise to Tommy. I guarantee he didn't get in the pickup thinking we're totaling this thing today. 
totally out of the blue, unexpected, frightening in the moment. But God knew all along. And He brought that into their life for a reason. We look, we look ahead and we worry about the future like something's going to catch God off guard. He's already there. He's already there. We have an election coming up. Two weeks, midterms. Important. Get out and vote. I'm not going to get political this morning, but Christians, we need to stand up and make our voice heard. Stand up for the unborn. If nothing else. Christian, finances are secondary to the life of an unborn child. Let's go vote pro-life. If that's getting too political, sorry. It's murder and we've got to stand up against it. But regardless of, the, regardless of the results of this election, God already knows. And my joy and my, my contentment my peace should not be contingent on taking back the House and the Senate. I pray for that. I want to see it happen. I believe it would be good for our country, but that is not where our joy rests. It is well with my soul. He wrote that as he's going across in a ship and near the point where his daughters died. There's no greater tragedy than that. Yet his joy was in the Lord. He had a song in his heart as he's mourning the loss of his daughters. That's not what our flesh does, but when we are walking with God and dwelling in Him, we can sing praise unto Him. It's an indication of our contentment. It's an indication of our faith. Have we cast our care on Him? Be careful for nothing. But in everything, whatever comes this week, by prayer and supplication, the verse says, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With gratitude. I have to get a new transmission in my van. I didn't want that to happen. You know what? I can trust God and thank Him for it. I don't know why it's come, but He does. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Lord, You know. You have it under control. I'm not going to sit here and stress over it. And that's a minor thing. That's a vehicle. But that's how we look at things so many times. If I'm not singing, it's because there's some stress, there's some cares, there's something that I need to give to the Lord. It says, sing unto the Lord. Sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all His wondrous works. Are you talking about God? We sing when we are not selfish. We sing when we're not self-centered. We sing when our focus is on God. That mind is the mind of Christ. He says to glory, Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Another familiar passage, but it said, Glory ye in His holy name. And I... I I love to think of the names of Jesus. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Here is his holy names, and his name shall be called Wonderful. I was looking, I was just thinking about Wonderful. 
God's name is wonderful. Full of wonder. We ought to stand in awe of him. We make fun of my dad. He'll talk about insects a lot. Thing is so incredible. We're like, Dad, you, you get a little too focused on bugs. But he sets and he wonders at the design of it. And his real and his real motive or thought behind it is God put every little detail into something so minute. We were in New Mexico a week ago and and we took the kids to the reservoir outside of Logan, New Mexico, and let them run around at the park and, and play for a little while. And in New Mexico, they I didn't know this, but they have this little demon weed that grows about that tall. It's a straight shoot, nothing on it, no leaves, just this little stem. And on top of it, about that much of it, is just packed with like a goat head, but not quite. Not as dense as a goat head, but the thorns are just as long. Little sharp, painful little thorns. And the boys running through the grass, they were just getting them all in their legs and complaining. And, and I'd never seen one quite like it, so I picked one of these weeds. And I was looking at it thinking, that is just a wicked looking little thing. And as I'm looking at it, I notice some movement on one of the, the thorns. And it is a spider that blended in with that thing just perfectly. He's a tan color, long legs, all to, I mean long legs altogether, he's about that big. But his legs were long compared to his body. Wow, that, there's a, that little spider is living on this, on this burr. And I, I held it up where I could see it a little better. And I thought, boy, if he jumps at me, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> but I'm looking at it, and on his little abdomen were these two brown spots, perfectly angled. And then on his thorax, if I got that right, is another, I don't, I don't care. On his body in front, there's another little brown line, and they're all just symmetrical and perfect. On this little bitty tiny spider... I'm thinking, I'm turning into my dad. <laughs> but I was dwelling on the handiwork of God. He is wonderful. He puts detail and beauty in everything that He does. He's a God of order and design. And you look at the stars and you wonder at just how amazing it is that they stay right there. And they're perfectly arranged. That this earth sits on a perfect tilt and travels around the, earth at the, at the, around the sun at the perfect speed and at the perfect distance and never changes. All of these things are the mighty work of God and it causes us to wonder and to stand in awe of Him. His name is wonderful. And that's when I got to thinking about in all of the world, God created a wife for me. Put her in my hometown. The great big town of Douglas, Wyoming. 6,000 people in the middle of nowhere. Some people say Wyoming doesn't exist. But it's not coincidence. It's the mighty work of God. And He made us for each other. And it's perfect. He didn't have to do that. It ought to cause us just to stand in awe of Him. His name is wonderful. Everything that He does is wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. He is, he is, our, he is our guide and our, and our 
confidants. He listens to us and he gives us wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally, and it braideth not. He giveth to all men liberally. He is our counselor. He's our guide. I've said it over and over, and I will continue to say it. I'm so thankful that life has purpose as a Christian. My life is not wasted serving Him because He guides me and His way is right. He's my counselor. The mighty God. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. All power is given to Him. He is the mighty God. There's nothing too big for Him. Jesus said, that the works that I do, you shall do greater because I go to my Father and you're still here. Not that we're God, but that we have Him dwelling within us and the power that He has is available. The mighty God can use you in mighty, mighty ways. That's glory in His names. These are His names. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. Eric Jones before Sunday school was talking about loving his kids. No matter what they do, he loves his children. I'm a child of God. Adopted into the family of God. He is my heavenly Father and nothing will change that. I can grieve Him. I can, I can, I can do things that are offensive to Him and I will. But He's always my Father. The everlasting Father. That when I say, Lord, help me do right. I've failed you again. He says, you're my son. You're my son and I love you unconditionally. Glory in His holy name. The everlasting Father. And then the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. He that brings peace. The source of peace. The source of life. Christian, when you get to thinking about the names of God, does it not put a song in your heart? He's the Prince of Peace. Because of Him, I, can, I have access to the Father. Because of Him, my sins are forgiven. I'm clothed in the robes of righteousness that nothing can change. He put me in the hand of His Father. The mighty God holds me in His hand because of the Prince of Peace. Glory in His holy name. And there's so many more names. I am that I am. Before time began, before time ends, I am there. I am self-existent. I am the One. Are you glorying in His holy name this morning? Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. And this says, seek them. You know, it's interesting. I looked at these at verse 4. Seek the Lord. The first seek comes from the Greek word darash. is to follow. Follow the Lord and His strength. Then it says, seek His face evermore. That's bakash. I'm probably not pronouncing those right. To search or to strive after. To search or to strive after. Follow the Lord and seek after Him. Strive for it. We look for those things that are important to us. Lee taught in Sunday school this morning 
that when we love this Word, we'll understand it. We'll get into it and dig into it and, and seek the Lord. You don't seek for things that aren't important to you. That's why if you drop a penny on the road, it's likely to stay there. I don't know if it's worth bending over anymore for just a penny. The older we get, the farther that gets away from us. Like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm even going to pick up that quarter. They get less important. But if you're separated from the fellowship of God, what would it do for you? If we were in a communist country and they came and took all these Bibles from us and we didn't have the Word of God, would we look for it? Would we, would we care? Would we notice the loss? Those things that we love, we seek after. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1. I'm going to, thought I could quote it, but I'm not going to mess it up. I want to make it right. Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddle with all wisdom. Through desire, through a love for the Word of God, we separate ourselves. We, we, we make it a priority, and then we, we intermeddle with it. We get it all over us. We jump in with both feet. It matters. It's something that we care about through desire. If you don't have the desire, you'll never do it. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 says we're to seek Him, not just lackadaisically, but with the whole heart, with your whole body, soul, and mind. But if thou thence, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If there's a there's an if in this verse, there's a prerequisite. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. The James chapter five says if we seek wisdom or lack wisdom, ask of God, and he giveth all men liberally, but it says ask in faith. That is with total dependence on God. This says, if I seek Him, He'll be found in me if I seek Him with my whole heart. That's total dependence on Him again. A desperation that I need the Word of God. If there's never been that point in your life, I'm sorry you're not saved. Because salvation is seeking Him with the whole heart. I have... I have Come to the point understanding that I'm lost and without hope in this world. And I'm desperate. That's salvation. And Lord, You have it. You take my life and all that there is. That's salvation. Christian, are we seeking Him with all our heart? With all our soul? Second Chronicles, Second, Second Chronicles chapter 12 says... <clears throat> that when seeking Him, we prepare our heart to do so as well. Twelve, thirteen, and 14. Oh, this is 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles is, is a lineage. That doesn't work at all. 
chapter 12, verse 13 and 14 says, So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. For Rehoboam was one and forty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. And his mother's name was Namah, an Ammonite. And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. He did evil because he didn't prepare his heart to seek the Lord. What's it mean to prepare our heart? Prepare our heart. Well, it's on your knees. It's on your knees praying and asking God, Lord, You know me. You know what I need. They're, they're interconnected. But it is a humbling ourselves before God. It's casting our care upon Him. He did evil in the sight of God. Why? Because He didn't prepare His heart to seek the Lord. When I come to the end of the day and I say, boy, I failed the Lord today, maybe I need to go back to the beginning and say, where did I start? How was my preparation this morning? Was it in the Word of God? Was it on my knees asking, Lord, give me wisdom today? I lack wisdom every single day. Lord, give me wisdom today. From Your Word, guide me today. I need it more than I need my daily bread. He did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. We're told, sing unto the Lord. Sing praises unto Him. Glory in His holy name. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. Daily seek Him. Psalms chapter 40, verse 16. <clears throat> Let all those that seek Thee rejoice and be glad in Thee. Let such as love Thy salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. His name is to be magnified in my life and in yours. Let all those that seek thee. That, the Bible says, if you seek me with your whole heart, you'll be I will be found of you. You ask wisdom and I'm going to give it liberally. So we seek him, he's found. We ask for wisdom, it's there. And then it says, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation. Do you love his salvation this morning? Say then continually, the Lord be magnified. The Lord be lifted up. Paul in 1 Corinthians says, it's not about me, it's not about Apollos, it's not about Cephas, it's about Jesus Christ and him glorified. That's my life and that's yours. When I'm seeking his face, then I can say, let the Lord be magnified. This is how we win the lost. What's it say in, in Psalms 51? Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Uh, uh, take not the Holy Spirit from me. Res ah, I want to read it. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. When we have 
His free spirit, when we have the joy of thy salvation, when we're rejoicing in the Lord and saying thy name be magnified, it says, Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. What an amazing promise in the Word of God. Then sinners shall be converted unto thee. Boy, we can get convinced in our world today in America that, that it's just lost cause. And it's difficult. I, I don't mean to say it's easy. There's a lot of people in, in, in America today that just don't understand salvation. That'll tell you I'm saved and we know they're lost as they can be. Or you can go to their door and you can witness to them and they'll tell you, get off my porch. Get away from me. They're antagonistic toward the gospel and we can get discouraged. But it says, when we have the joy of our salvation and we're being upheld with the Holy Spirit, we will teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. That's not, a, it's not hyperbole, it's a promise. Seek the Lord. Seek His strength. Seek His face evermore. And then verse 5 says, Remember His marvelous works that He hath done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. Can you sit and just dwell on all the things that He's done for you? We have so many things to be thankful for. I was thinking about it. The Bible doesn't say to be thankful for the good things. It says to be thankful for all things. So the good and the bad. The good and the bad. What God brings into your life, it is for your good. Romans 8 says, The Holy Spirit prays for us in words that we cannot utter. And then it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. He's dictating in your life perfectly today. So remember His good works. Look back over your life and know that through the hard times He was there. Know that everything we have is because of Him. Take some time today and dwell upon your salvation. The day that you got saved, it'll bless your soul. Consider you were lost and you were unworthy and now you're a child of the King. Remember His marvelous works. It lets us smile. It gives us joy. He gives us these things. I'm so thankful that we can look back over our life and know that He is there. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 3 says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. We were all there. Before Christ, this was our life. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
There's enough to put a smile on your face. But, by, but for the grace of God, there go I. That's what, that chapter, what this passage says. This was you before Christ. Foolish. Disobedient. Deceived. Serving your lusts and pleasures. Living in malice and envy. Hateful and hating one another. That's the flesh. That's what it does. Just strives to get above someone else. To promote itself. And we were living in bondage to that self. Without joy. Without peace. But it says... But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. In my lost condition, the kindness of God appeared. And I accepted Him as my Savior. I'm so thankful for my salvation. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6-9 through says He disciplines us and proves that we are His. I'm thankful that He gives us assurance. For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom He received. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subject or subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? you thankful for his correction? We had Ed's memorial service yesterday. You know one of the things Ed told me a couple days before the Lord took him home? I'm thankful for the chastisement of the Lord. It wasn't in those words, but he said, I didn't walk with God for a while in my life. And he disciplined me and he brought me back and his mercy was great in my life. In the last nine years of my life, I've been serving the Lord. I'm thankful for his chastisement. It proves he loves us. It proves that we're his. I can give the testimony of those 10 years in my 20s of living for myself, just selfishly going about my life day by day with no real care for the things of the Lord. I knew him, but I was stuck on myself, and God brought me back through his chastisement. And I'm so thankful that he chastises us. Look back and look at the correction that God has given you. And it'll give you joy. You're his. I look at my father and I'm so thankful for his chastisement in my life. Those things that were so unpleasant. Those spankings that hurt so bad. <laughs> I thought I was dying at the time. I thought he was so mean. I look back at it and I'm so thankful for that. We can remember all that He's done for us. The things that were difficult and the things that were joyful. It's all the goodness of God. The passage says, O ye seed of Abraham, His servant, ye children of Jacob, His chosen, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Christian, are you singing this morning? Did the song, It Is Well With My Soul, cause you to just want to serve Him more? 
How great thou art. I'm telling stories this morning, but I was, I was in, I think I was 15, got to go elk hunting with my dad above Fremont Lake, and it's way up in the mountains of Wyoming in the, in the uh, more of the northwestern corner, not up to Yellowstone yet, but in the range of the Rockies, the mountains are so beautiful up there. We were elk hunting and we got up on top of this one point and we sat down on this bald knob with a little bit of a rock face there to watch the, the lake down below us and to eat our lunch. And we're sitting, we're looking down at this just incredible scenery in front of us. The lake's down there. On the other side are three big old high mountain points. It looks like something out of a postcard. It was incredible sitting there. And we're talking about the goodness of God. We were with my dad, my dad, my two brothers, and another man were there. We're talking about just God's creation and how awesome it is. And then to make it better, this bald eagle comes into view, and he's circling around the lake. And as he circles around, he dives, and he grabs this great big old fish out of the water. I'm sitting there thinking, how often do you get to see these things? It was just incredible. And I think about the mighty hand of God. And we were sitting there rejoicing in the, in the wonders of God. And that the, man, the, the, the God that created all of that still loves me. And it ought to put a song in your heart. Man, what an amazing God we serve. I'm happy in the service of the King. I'm happy, oh so happy. Because He is wonderful. He's the Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Are you rejoicing today? Sing unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Father, thank You for our time this morning. We just want to praise You today. Praise you, Lord, for your mercy and grace, for your power, for your wisdom, for your long-suffering. Father, I just want to thank you today, most of all, for Jesus and his shed blood on the cross. Lord, the, most, the single most important thing that we know is that you died for us. Father, I'm grateful for your mercy this morning. In this invitation, Father, if there's bitterness in hearts, if there's callousness towards Your Word, Lord, maybe there's someone here that doesn't know You as their Savior. Father, convict us of our, of our sin. Help us to see our, our, our uh, Lord, our need to confess. Lord, if that's in the heart. Lord, if someone's lost, help them to see that they, they need You as their Savior. Lord, You are the Prince of Peace. You can give them joy. You can give them purpose. Pay the penalty of their sin. Guide, Lord, in this invitation. I want it to be all for Your honor and glory. In Christ's name. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Christian, if there's callousness in your heart this morning, if, you, if this week has been a week of wringing the hands and not singing, we're not trusting in the Lord. We're not trusting in the Lord. Maybe you need to come forward and say, Lord, help me.
to seek you. Help me to, to focus on you this week, to have my eyes solely fixed on Christ. That my life will be such that I will show sinners their, or tr- the lost their sin and they'll be converted. Are you here this morning and never accepted Christ as your Savior? Jesus died on the cross for you. He took your sin and bore that penalty. That debt is already paid. You just have to believe on the name of the Son of God. That's what the Bible says. Give Him your heart and soul. Repent of your sin. And He will redeem you. His name is wonderful. The song Don's playing. His name is wonderful. But we serve a great God. this way. Uh, thank you for being here this morning. Hope we're singing. Hope there's a song in your heart this morning. His name is wonderful. We can rejoice in our Savior today. Um, before you leave, there's some things on the desk in the foyer. Um, some bird seed and, and uh, the programs from Ed's memorial service. If you weren't able to get those yesterday, um, feel free to grab some of those. Um, the bird seed is just Feed birds in, in Ed's honor. He loved to feed the birds and, and to watch them, and so um, I thought that was pretty neat. That, that's put together in, in Ed's honor. And so grab some of those on your way out if you haven't already, and uh, be back in your place tonight at five. We're gonna we're going to uh, we're gonna look at another missions-minded service. I hope I, I'm looking at a passage that I've never preached as a missions message before. But I believe it applies. So we'll be back at 5. Choir practice is at 4 o'clock. Choir members, please be here for that as we get ready for the Veterans Day service. Well, it's been great to be here. Great to see each one. Um, Scott, dismiss some sword of prayer, please.